pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quackett Smith. Me, oh my, I haven't enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Draft Rugby Show, where we discuss the game they play online in heaven. Still haven't edited uh, Nick McArdle's far better version of the intro than us, so uh, you're stuck with me for now. I'm joined by Kagi tonight. How are you going, Craigs? Pretty good, mate. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that Nick McArdle intro. We need a new one, and even I'll concede it's better than my intro. So um, there absolutely. You go. And can you can you explain why it's just you and I and Nelson's not here? Should we? We'll leave that out. Uh, draft night. It is semi-final draft night. Look, I'm sure we'll hear enough about it on next week's pod, so um, we might. We'll if, others, if others can connect the dots, then that's on them. All right, so we're a little bit late in the week, so we're not going to spend time doing the review. I feel like come Thursday night, no one really cares anymore. Uh, in summary, I think the Australian sides are amazing, but we'll kick on. That's that's all I remember. Yep. Um, let's go over to the first game of this week, straight into the main course. So mm-hmm. I'll just give you the team list there, Craigs. Can you see that one? I can see that. That looks beautiful. Game one, you've got the Hurricanes versus the Reds. So this one's over in Wellington, and it's going to be the Reds' only opportunity to uh, to be the outright winners of the Super Rugby AU table in what is obviously the most important trophy that every team's aiming for. The Hurricanes, of course, now out of the running to make finals, given they had one loss, and that is a death sentence for any New Zealand team in this competition. Uh, let's go through the lineups, Craig. So why don't you take us through the uh, the tight five, mate? I feel like that's definitely your forte. That's true. The most important men on the field. Um, and the most important battle on the field, it might not actually be for the game, but for mine, it's what I'm looking forward to the most. They're not even actually lining up uh, head-to-head in positions, but Harry, you're probably guessing they are both in the front row, one from either team. I want to see Taniela Tupo and Asafa Amua go head-to-head, mate. Can you... I mean, what happens when a unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Uh, I want to find out. So, um, fantasy points for everyone, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy points and some new casualty ward entries. So, uh, <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to that. But uh, no, we've got uh, Numia. Uh, the Hurricanes got Numia, Almoa, and Lomax. Dan Cole's coming off the bench. They just thought, look, if the Reds are going to run out too far, we're running out Almoa. Cole's, sit down, mate. You're an old man. Um, and uh, Numea, he has been absolutely awesome for the Hurricanes as well, so uh, he's been pretty good. And then we've got um, Blake's favourite prop, uh, Tyrell Lomax, uh, the weatherman, so um, the only bloke ever who picks him. Shout out to Blake. That's put him firmly in last place for the season. (laughs) Correct. So uh, how the mighty have fallen. Um, But, yeah, and then the Reds rolling out the same, the huge. uh, We've got Fotuaika, BPA, and uh, Tupo, so that'll be good. Uh, And then, I mean, look, the the locks Salakai Loto is really the only lock that uh, you know excites me in any which way here. But uh, Blackwell Scrafton have been pretty good operators in the lineout. Uh, Blythe is back for the Reds. The back row uh, it's really Harry Wilson up against Artie Sevilla. That will be a big matchup as well. Um, and yeah, I mean look, uh, Bright and Karifi, you know both good. Karifi we, we know is really it's just will he get a yellow or a red card is really the question. Um, as we say every week. What did he get? Last week he got a yellow. I think it could have been, yeah. could have gone for a red though. Just a yellow, but let's be honest, it's when they lost the game, isn't it? It's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's the the battle of the front row. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play out. I think the Hurricanes will go for some line-out drives. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, I, the aim should just be to get the ball in a Safo Moore's hands. So whether that's a line-out drive, a move off the line-out, I mean, who really cares? But um, 
Should be good. I'm with you. The guy averages like 45 points off the bench. He's an absolute freak of nature. He's just bound to score at least one run, one runaway try, not yeah. to mention the fact that the Reds still have no idea how to stop a rolling mall. So I'm sure he's in for a big, big week. You guys are betting. Uh, you're a betting man. I'd love to see what the odds are of like Almua to score a try during the game. They have to be pretty low. It, it will be very low. They're always far lower than what you would expect for it to be worthwhile. To be honest with you, it's it's pretty disappointing. You'd be paying a buck eighty or something. It's not fair. Two twenty yeah. maybe. But uh, look, you talked about the front row. How about the young bucks on the bench as well? You got Fidel and Nongor. So there's a couple more to come off the bench just to add some spice late in the game. I hope we see a bit more of Nongor. I feel like he's had a bit of a quiet year now. Well, mate, I mean, he's behind the, basically the best prop of the world. So uh, it's always going to be a tough ask. But I mean, who better to learn from, though? Who better to practice against uh, every week during uh, scrum, scrumming it down? So he's going to be good. I think he's, you know, we hyped him up and he just hasn't had a chance yet. But uh yeah, he'd be starting a lot of other front rows already, and he's just a very young bloke at the moment, so we'll be Making good. a good point. He's probably not going to come on, so it's actually Fidel <laughs> versus Taniela Tupo again. Uh, look, on, on the bench, you've got Ryan Smith there, who's obviously been the preferred, one of the preferred second rowers for the Reds as well, so no doubt he'll come in and, and provide a little bit of impetus as well. you got Fraser McWright back in off the bench after being rested last week, so I think that's a, a big in for them to add a little bit more excitement late in the game. Still no Siro, Siru Iru that uh, disappoints me. I want to see more from him. But I feel like you you just you put all the vowels in all the wrong places just then. I'm not sure what happened there. There is a lot of vowels in his name, but uh, you just you struggled there. <laughs> it must be the mic. I think it's just the mic. Okay, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> and Devon Flanders as well. You're talking about excitement. He is a weapon. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't let you keep going. Mate. Devon Flanders, mate. It's Devon Flanders, mate. Okay, it's like the lunch meat. Oh, okay. He, even he'll pull you up on that one. Right? <laughs> I'm only used to saying his last name, to be fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the big play here is just like, where is the dominance? I feel like the Reds front row should be pretty dominant in this set piece. I'm not sure that I've got that much confidence yet in Lomax and Namiya, especially when you got the solid meat of Lucan Salakai Lodu in the second row, helping out a little bit of weight as well. So it's just a big tight fire from them. And Futuoka weighs 230 kilos. So there's no way he's taking a backward step in a scrum. Line out wise though, I'm not sure that uh, the Reds have got quite the same, the same reliability. I think Blackwell and Scrafton are both good operators. It's probably quite a technical second row from the Hurricanes, which is probably the least that thing that we'd ever see, you know, at the start of the season when we're talking about Isaiah Walker-Liawere being one of their uh, their big-ins as well, so not quite the same players there. It's interesting you say it as well because I agree with you, but uh, on paper, I mean, the Reds look like they've got the goods in the line-out with Blythe, uh, Salakai Lotto, Harry Wilson and, and Wright. They're all very good jumpers, but um, no, yeah, just Blackwell and Scrafton, particularly Scrafton, have been so good in the line-out, so um, that'd be a good battle. But, um, mate, why don't you take us through the the smaller men out the, out the back? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously the young 10s for the Hurricanes, Roy Garden, Love, they had their first game back together again last week and it didn't quite go their way. I don't think they really found a way to unlock their attack. But to be fair, I don't think that was really on them. I think that was more the Brumbies defence, which put a lot of pressure on them and uh, and forced the mistakes. Mm. Um, you're obviously going to see Barrett slot in at first receiver a lot as well. Versing Tate McDermott and Bryce Hegarty, James O'Connor hasn't recovered. Apparently he's been getting stingers 
in his shoulder for the last four or five weeks. So they've decided to give him some extra rest in the lead up to the French series, given that he's almost guaranteed to be the most important man steering <laughs> the back line around for the Wallabies. So yeah, rather pivotal. Fair enough to me. Hegarty has been good off the bench as well. So to be fair, I don't think he's a huge loss because I think he, he plays a similar kind of game and has the ability to run as well. So very mm-hmm. excited to see him. And from there, you go a step further out. You've got Isaac Henry, who's been phenomenal in his couple of games so far. Hunter Paisami, who we can't sing his praises enough, mm-hmm. up against the meat of La Mape, the, the uh, minibus, who is quite clearly the most devastating runner on the field. And uh, Billy Proctor, who... I think had a quiet game last week. I thought he just started to look the goods and just as we started to get excited about him, he disappeared again. <laughs> the brother of the best centre in the world um, that we always did we, have to mention. Did we get this far without saying that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, I don't know. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm excited about them as well. It'd be interesting. What, what do we call... Um, what are we going to call Paisami? If uh, he's, he's going up against the minibus and the bus uh, this, this week, uh, if he... If he lays some hits on, I mean, what are we, do we start calling him the Mack truck? Or, I mean, I don't know. Like, we've got to come up with some. I was going to say the steam train, but I like the Mack truck. I like the Mack truck, yeah. Well, look, steam train's done, mate. That was that was TK right there. Um, but, the uh, yeah. yeah, the choo-choo, exactly. Um, but, no, I think it's going to be a good battle. Uh, La Marpe, like, I mean, he went he went in the first round of our fantasy picks at the start of this year. And, obviously, we love La Marpe. But, yeah, we just haven't – I just haven't seen him deliver this year. He just hasn't – I don't know, A, got the opportunities and B – as we've talked about a lot, changed the way they've changed the way they use him. Um, yeah. So we all assumed because of their massive lack of a fly half that they the easiest solution would be just to give him the ball and let him run at the twelve channel all day. But uh, no, instead, what they've done is they've tried to use him much more as a second playmaker and a distributor. And um, to be honest, I haven't liked it. I have not liked it for fantasy. Just give him the ball, let him get ahead of steam up, and see what happens. But um, but yeah, yeah I, mean, no, I think Proctor's been pretty good as well. I love that we say how that, that that he just hasn't been the same player, but he's still the 14th overall on averages. <laughs> yeah. So it just shows how how good he is. But I, I do agree with you. I like seeing seeing him wanting to run over people. Not only is he so solid, but now we've seen his pace. I just he's a nightmare to tackle, that's for sure. But looking forward to Paisami trying to put a shot on. Geez, wouldn't that be a highlight? Yeah, Isaac Henry will definitely be doing a bit of yours, you know, just like a bit of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy Stewart, mate. Sorry, Hegarty, Bryce Hegarty, you're the experienced man. You're going to make the hit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. In the, in the back three, you got Wes Hoisin coming in for Ray Arce. you got the bus Sevilla and ever-reliable Geordie Barrett at fullback. Oh, oh ever-reliable except for last week, missing two kicks to win the game against the Brumbies. So uh, just... I'm not doing a review here, mate. Yeah, sorry. Okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, he must still be hurting for that. Pod, yeah, and said, said don't talk about that. <laughs> um, in the uh, the Reds, a young, young outside three. you got Dungunu. you got Josh Fluke back from concussion. I think he came back onto the bench late last week, but he's been struggling a little bit with that. So good to see him get some game time, but absolutely a small winger. And mm. then Mac really gets a second run as well. I thought he had some good touches as well last week. So it's uh, a young, exciting team versing the experience of the Hurricanes. Yeah, I feel like I, um, you know, there was a bit of a premonition, a bit of foreshadowing. Just a few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, how the Reds have been developing such depth and it's actually really exciting to see them so good now uh, mm-hmm. and having some selection headaches, but but also the depth for the future. And I was saying we haven't even seen Mac Greeley or the Creighton brothers feature yet. And yeah. boom, lo and behold, we've got uh, not only Mac Greeley starting last week and this week, 
at fullback, the very exciting young fullback. But we've also got uh, Hudson Cradens on the bench for his possible debut this week. Um, one of the two Creighton brothers who both are kind of centres, utility outside backs. Again, exciting young players. So, yeah, interesting, but uh, definitely, definitely, I mean, it's a challenge, isn't it? Going up against bloody the bus and Geordie Barrett players, these guys would have like grown up frothing on <laughs> like um, it's huge. I, yeah. I can confirm as well, just looking at Ultimate Rugby on Hudson Creighton, he is young. They say he's zero years old. <laughs> That's it. He's, he's that fresh. He's, he hasn't even been. He was entered into Ultimate Rugby this week, probably. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, look, the, the other one for me is obviously you've got Ray Arcee and Amanga Jensen on the bench. That, that's a lot of firepower coming off. And then you've got uh, Moses Sarovi as the last <laughs> man in the back line for the Reds because the Liasi of Gunavalu has cooked his hamstring and he's gone for the French series as well. So obviously a lot more serious. And I think Will Harrison, uh, Harry Wilson, rather, sorry, will be buying him beers for a long time to come, considering it was his horrendous kick grubber through that uh, caused Gunavalu to stretch out and tear his hammy. That's it. And you know, I'm personally devastated by this. The greatest oh. player in Australia, Suliasi Bunabalu, unavailable. But um, Mate, I think uh, we all are. I think we all are. <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon? What's your tip here, Greg? Tip here, um, I think the Hurricanes are going to win this game. Uh, and I'm going to say probably like, are we just doing margins or are we doing score? We're just doing margins, aren't we? I mean, Margin, yeah. yeah, I'll probably say the Hurricanes will win by about 15 points. Ooh. Yeah, it is a young Reds team, but I, I was pretty pleasantly surprised with how they played last week. And there's a lot of continuity this week. Hmm. I reckon they'll do a little better than that. I reckon nine points. I think for, for mine, it was just you nailed it there with the firepower of the bench with Umanga Jensen and Ray Arce coming on for against Hudson Creighton and Moses Sarabi uh, as a winger. So that, that speaks volumes for mine. It is scary. <laughs> it is scary. All right, well, that takes us on to the next game, mate. So uh, the next one is going to be the Brumbies versus the Highlanders. And so, it's not under the roof, so you won't get to hear me say that 30 times and be very excited. Yeah, there is no roof in Canberra. Yeah. Just a <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what do we got for changes in the front row? I just realised I've still got the uh, Hurricanes and Reds there. That's great for me. That's good. Look, I'll just make it up as we go. But uh, look, the Brumbies, uh, Nos, Nos Lonigan in again. Does it... I can't actually see the bench here, but is uh, is Falau Fango on the bench for the Brumps? No, mate, it's the it's the debut. Oh, that's right. So, how could I, Billy Pollard, from the for the, the next great hooker? Yeah, that's right. That's it. Not not uh, related to Andre Pollard, I believe. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he is. If there's a distant connection, but uh, <laughs> no. But I mean, look, yeah, we're excited about the next great hooker, Billy Pollard, like the Brumbies' like, third or fourth hooker. But I'm still just super frothing on Nos Lonigan starting in at. Uh, at number two, I think he's fantastic and I can't wait to see more and more of him. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, the, the other guys in the uh, – it, it, it's an unchanged – sorry, almost unchanged. We've just got Rory Scott coming in, um, returning back at seven. I think last week it was uh, Luke Reimer playing. But uh, yeah. Rory Scott, another player we've talked a bit about, uh, pretty excited about him. I mean, I would start talking about Rob Valentini again, but uh, I've already said that he's – my Wallabies number six, and uh, I've frothed on him all season. So he's good. And Henry Stowers in, in a number eight, haven't, I don't think he's lived up to what you and I thought, oh, I guess, and we know he's capable of. Um, we certainly, Harry and I thought, no matter what, he was going to be fantastic fantasy points purely based on work rate because he used to get through a mountain of carries yeah. and tackles just for the force. Um, but he hasn't quite lived up to that. So I think he's getting better. But um, we're seeing the difference of him having a preseason with 
the Newcastle kind of put together shoot shield team compared to having the preseason with a professional rugby side. Like it, it's a big difference. That's true. He's, uh, he's this preseason definitely involved a few more beers than um, the last yeah. few for professional sides. Yes, um, but yeah, that's the the Brumbies uh, pack really. Uh, Sour and Alatoa, uh, very solid front row. And we've got for the Highlanders, uh, De Groot, the bloke who uh, still thinks he can thinks he can take on Tupo. Yeah, Does sorry, he still mate. think that? Does he still think that? I don't think he still thinks that. No. Hopefully, hopefully he's been he's learned his lesson. Um, and then we've got Ash Dixon, uh, prolific try scorer. Ash Dixon should be good. Well, we're going to have the Rolling Mall Masters of Australia and uh, New Zealand. The, can we call the Highlanders the Rolling Mall Masters? I'm not sure if they can take the ultimate title there. There are the Crusaders and oh, a yeah. few other teams, but um, there, there's a lot of depth there. But yeah, yeah, this, has been on fire with them. Though. I'll give it to him. Why not? Yeah. Okay, all right, we'll give that to him. Um, and otherwise, we've got uh, yeah, what, Tokalahi, Ev- Old Man Evans, uh, pa- Parry Parry Chicken. Uh, Hugh Renton, who I often refer to as kind of like Benjamin Button because he looks like he's aging in reverse. You know, he's very young, but he looks like he's you know fifty. He's uh, that's I'm not just saying that. Uh, and Nelson knows I'm not just saying that because he has lost most of his hair. But um, no, he's uh, for for ours. I think the, I think our resentment towards Hugh Renton has really just come from why the hell has Marino Michele too not been playing all season? We know Shannon Frizzell's not there because he's injured, but uh, we're expecting to see. Frizzell, Marino, Michele too, absolutely crushing it all year. But um, yeah. to his credit, Renton's been all right, I suppose. He's made a lot of turnovers and things like that. But um, He's been good. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, we've got Billy Harmon who's been pretty good uh, at seven for the Highlanders, holding out James Lenchies and Kazuki Himeno, the Japanese superstar um, who has been awesome. So, um, yeah, some like I, I would say like, Fairly evenly matched packs. Uh, if I had to pick a pack, I'd prefer, I'd say the Brumbies probably, um, just from that front row and uh, Valentini, really. Uh, yeah, I was going to say they lose a lot. And I was looking at the other positions. Mm-hmm. I actually think Ash Dixon's experience over Lonigan is big, despite Lonigan being very exciting. But you got to think second row, the, the experience of all black Bryn Evans <laughs> and Perry Perry Chicken. And uh, him and Owen Harmon over Stowers and Scott. It's, it's sure you got to give it a, a line decision to the Highlanders, don't you? Look, it's close. I think I've just never paid the Highlanders enough respect, and I'm going to continue on that line. So I'm going to stick with the uh, the, the Brumbies. But um, it'll be interesting come scrum time as well. I think. Uh, I mean, the Brumbies. You know, we've thought in, in recent years that they've been unbeatable in the scrum, but uh, it's, it's, they've been going backwards in that front. I feel like. Uh, but they are, they are at home in Canberra and they did play, well, sorry, actually last week they played in, um, did they play at home last week against the Hurry Games? No, they were in. Uh, yeah, they're at home. They're at home, yeah. They, they, that's right. They, they do play, they do actually play better at home. So um, I don't know. I think the battle up front here, I think we'll see a lot of rolling malls. I think both teams will try that uh, for sure. Um, and I guess it'll just be about who can who can execute better really. But uh, I think the for me, the Brumbies pack have got it. Yep, no, no, fair enough. Hmm. The uh, the back lines, you've got Aaron Smith and Hunt versus Nick White and Kunzel versus the centre combinations or playing with the centre combinations of Gregory and Collins who have get, gotten some consistent game time together now. Hmm. And Ira Simone and Len Iketau, the same. I think they've really developed through the year and I think it was good to see Iketau scoring last week. I think he... Um, he was due. He'd had a bit of a quiet few weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a prime example of, I'm sure most people would probably pick 
Gregory and Collins as the better centre pairing there. But I just don't like either of them. And so I, I love Simone and Nick. <laughs> I'm super biased. I think I want Simone and Ikitao to be better, but I think Gregory and Collins are definitely better right now. Yeah. Especially on form. I just think Gregory's just been playing out of his skin and Collins is good outside centre. I actually think it's his best position. I don't like it. I never will. No, you're a jerk. Uh, <laughs> outside backs, you got Nareki, Tomkinson, and Josh Ryanair. So playing the second playmaker out the back. Hmm. Yeah, Tomkinson still can't get a run in the centres anymore. Hmm. And uh, Hanson, Mac Hanson, that is, coming in on the left wing for the Brums with Tom Wright and Banks rounding out the back three. You got Solomon Akata on the bench. You got Reese Jan, Pasatoa getting a late run as well. Uh, you've got the goal-kicking prowesses of Ryan Monaghan. Surely that decides the game. And uh, my favourite is, other than Sam Gilbert, who, I mean, and, and Lynches, who I'm excited to see, which who we didn't mention as well, but Ben mm. Nicholas, Tiriki Ben Nicholas, again, oh. 23rd man. I can't believe you didn't mention him. Well, it's because I actually haven't even looked at the bench. But, um, yes, I, mate, I love uh, Tiriki Ben Nicholas. He's, he's one of those players that, like, yeah, I mean, they just have so many good number eights, like uh, six and eights. I don't know how he fits in, but um, yeah, excited to see. We, we, I don't know if we've seen, like, we've seen very little of him this year. So um, I don't know if he's even played. I'm sure he's played, but no, I think we might have done the same thing once, but they never started him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think Kunzel, when he got his chance last year when Noel Alessio was injured, we were really impressed with his running game, and I know they pushed him back to fullback a little bit. When uh, when did you have the opportunity to counterattack and he was exceptional? So I'm hoping we get to see more of the same. Maybe they can push. I don't, I don't know who you would actually push up. To be honest, though, from the back three of the Brumbies between Hanson, Wright, and Banks, I think they're all pretty good on the counter as well. Well, they started him at twelve last week, didn't they? Ahead, ahead of um, Simone. So um, yeah, he's definitely. Well, he's the biggest ten they have <laughs> by a long way. He's quite a big guy actually. Yeah, but I, I agree. I um. I actually love uh, Rishjan Pasatoa. Uh, he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's Australia's next top fly half. Um, it's just, it's in the makings. But uh, Is that a, a <laughs> uh, shout out to the Twitter handle, Aussie's next top fly half? We can if you want to. That's fine. But um, Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he knows who we're talking about. Um, yeah, he knows. But uh, no, that's just from watching a couple of the um, like Brumbies uh, runners uh, B games and with Pasatoa playing and God, he shreds it up. Um, but Kunzul, so I kind of, I, I went in kind of <laughs> against Kunzul just because of how much I like Pasatoa, but no, nah, Kunzul has, he's come a long way. He's getting really, really good, I think. He's uh, just becoming accomplished kind of in that 10-12 axis, kind of like a Tamua-ish type of player, as in um, big enough and comfortable playing both positions. Uh, I think he'll go well. Uh, and it's got a big boot as well, which is really nice. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a really well-matched-up game, to be honest with you. I think the uh, home ground advantage will be big. And to me, the biggest thing is going to be the Brumby system. You know, they they do they have started to develop this feeling that, like the Crusaders, they can bring their players through and they do fit the mould very well just to go out and express themselves, particularly around the loose forwards with, as you said, Scott and Reimer coming through and just, doing a job very, very well. If they can do that, I think they're a chance here. And they were very good last week and, you know, luckily scraped away against the Hurricanes. But it could be their second win. I don't want to count our chickens, but I may be biased. I'm also obviously cheering for the Crusaders to host the grand final since I'll be there. What do you think? Well, what uh, I was about to say, what, what did we say? We, we I think you said four, four, go, three. Three? Three. by three. Okay, Robbie's by three. I was going to say, what did we say for the season for Aussie wins? Did, I think you said four Aussie wins, so we're going to need 
two is it two from this week? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, rhythm drums, got it. <laughs> and the Tars. Yeah, okay. So sorry, you're saying Brum you're saying this game, you see the Brumbies taking it by three. Nice, I like it. Um, you know what? I normally err on the side of caution and just pick the Kiwi sides, but uh, to spice it up, I'm going to pick the Brums on this one. I liked how they played last week. Um, I like Kunzel, and I, I wanted to finish with a point on. I also think Kunzel is going to run it hard at, at Mitch Hunt all game, which I'm, which is going to really just like bring up the attacking line. I think it's going to be really good. So, put Zio Tompkinson there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really good point. There. That's exactly what they'll do. We won't even <laughs> see right. Mishan on defense. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you. I, they've, they've probably they might have thought ahead of on this point, uh, kind of like you just did. So, um, yeah. no, all right. Well, I'm going to say Brumbies by. I think it will be close as well, but I'm going to say by five. Nice. I like it, mate. We, yeah, uh, until we... until uh, until Nareki goes and scores three tries, and Joshuani has one of those games from fullbacks, uh, fullback that we know he can have. But um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely going to happen and we'll be proven wrong again like we do every week, which takes us on to the Rebels versus the Crusaders. Now, oh, well, look, I know we won't be proven wrong on this game, that's for sure. So we've got one in the bag, boys. <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll put this down now and say that the Crusaders are going to win. Yes, I was going to say, should we start start with the tips and then talk about the game or what? So. I think so. I think so. Look, the Crusaders are going to win this one by 58 points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't think you were going to make me go higher than 50, but uh, I, I'm just not prepared to take the low low liar on this one. So I'm going to say 60 points. There we go. Done. Well, rather than just read through the team like we have in the last one, why don't we go yeah. backwards and read through the reasons that we think they're going to get done by half a century? All right. I'll give you a bunch of reasons. I'll give you reason number one. It's called David Havili running it, Glenn Vihu in the centres. Uh, and Lester Fyangonuku running at Frank Lamani with a 50% tackle success rate on the wing. The halfback. <laughs> I, I love Frank Lamani. Huh? Double his size and weight. Oh, that's it. Mate, I love Frank Lamani, but he's already missing tackle. He's already not interested in tackling, and he's not going to be very interested in tr- trying to tackle Lester Fyangonuku this week, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Look, looking through that back line as well, Kellaway has been pushed into outside centre, so it just shows that they're, they're completely out of men there now with Matty Tamua ruled out with a neck injury as well. you got George Worth up fullback, who, to be honest, I continue to be impressed by. I think he's been playing pretty well and far surpassing what I was expecting. <laughs> so uh, props to him. Stacey Illy not there this week. That This week he's returned to Melbourne uh, for the lockdown for personal reasons and we did discuss before the pod that we believe the personal reasons was he was told to go home <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no, um, I like it yeah good and uh, on the flip side you got Havili as you said Enor who has just been waiting for a breakout game it's hard to say anything other than this one is probably going to be it <laughs> yeah Elloway's not the quickest winger and he doesn't play a lot of 13 I know he does every now and then but man if he's out of position a little bit prepare for Enor just to burn around the outside immediately <laughs> the the Rebels entire backline defense relies on can Coriabidi cover the whole field and all uh, of the Crusaders backline basically that's yeah that's, that's why I didn't say 100 points yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's insane isn't it um, back three from the Crusaders is Fangranuku Reese and Jordan say no uh, more and drop Mike <laughs> <laughs> next I say more so there's four or five tries yeah. uh in the halves you got Joe Powell and Carter Gordon playing against Mitch Drummond and Richie Moonga. So uh, obviously Richie Mo rested last week 
the Crusaders would have been told they need a win by probably 50 points if they're going to have any chance of closing the gap to the Blues for and against to host a final. So, I mean, I think they'll be on a mission and I think Richie Moe is going to have an absolute field day against this fractured back line. He's the Ferrari they put in the garage for one final tune-up before race day. You know what I mean? Last week they were like, no, 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 come on, boys. We'll uh, pull out the soft soft Pirellis uh, against the the Rebels. Basically, the Rebels are the soft Pirelli tyres, mate. They're going to fall apart from about minute one of the race like last week. Sorry, Formula One references getting dropped in here, but... um, no, nah, mate. I was say, mate, they've brought the Formula One car out to go against the kids in their go karts. Like, it's just not. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's very good. Um, <laughs> if we push yeah, how, forward, how many tries will Richie Moonga score? That's the real question. Yeah, you know what I mean? Two, 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 two. Okay. He's only got right. two a game. <laughs> that way. All right. The four, should we talk about the fours at all? I mean, really, just it's just the class. I don't think we need to go to individual players, but. We well, have club- Baron Whitelock back together as well. So they haven't yeah. played a lot of games together, but they've got depth in their second row. They've got Leota and Hosea for the Rebels, but uh, Hosea, as good as he's been, I'm still not convinced Leota's a second row, but he will be, bring a little bit of physicality, if nothing else. Yeah. Serrani had his best game last week, so maybe he can try and get a little bit of ad line, but you know, I think it, it seemed more like a last-ditch stint to, uh, to make the Wallabies squad than anything consistent. I think he's been pretty disappointing for the year. Mm. Uh, what else you got? Ethan Blackadder back for the Crusaders, isn't he? Just going to tear up. Uh, he is going to, absolutely. I mean, he the way he's been playing this season, then he had a week off. Uh, it was a week or two weeks off, I'm not sure, because of some injury. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I don't think he's going to force his way into the All Blacks, but, like, he's 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 playing like, he's certainly got the interest of, sele- of the selectors, doesn't he? So um, yeah. he definitely will want to finish on a high. Uh, also, I mean, he'll want to get them into the finals to finish on a high next week. Um yeah, I mean, I think you said it all with really. It's it's Barrett and White Locks. The All Black Locks. Uh, the, the the Rebel Scrum has been pretty good at times. We must say uh, has been pretty good, but it's just the Crusaders, mate. It's what they do. So yeah, we've already tipped it on this one. Um, good luck to the Melbourne Rebels. Can I just touch on the uh, the bench as well for the Rebels with so many young players coming in? You got Young Tonamai Pia, who. Uh, that's the one, mate. So he's come across from the NRL, isn't he? The NRL convert. Mm-hmm. So excited to see him play. This should be his first game. They said he had uh, appendicitis at the start of the season. So it took him a long time to get healthy from that and kind of pick up the, the game plan to get a run. So he should be a bit of excitement off the bench. And then you've also got Vidogo as well, who played in the Fijian under-20 side back in 2018 and also was part of the Brisbane Broncos development squad in the NRL as well. So there's some firepower there in the uh, reserve backs, and it'll be interesting to see how they go. Just sadly for them, they're up against Dallas McLeod, the giant human in the centres coming off the bench, and Mateele, who we've raved about enough on this podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see Vidogo. He, uh, he Vidogo goes, um, so it should be good. Um, just wanted to reiterate that joke again. But, um, <laughs> I mean, we're a little spoiled for choice here, actually. The, the, bloody, the Crusaders game is on. We can watch the Crusaders at Leichhardt Oval, being here in Sydney. Uh, and the we can then see the Chiefs play later on at uh, up at Brookvale Oval near me. So um, Not bad. if we could be bothered, and if it isn't very cold, I know this is where Australians complaining this cold, but um, uh, we could watch two Kiwi sides play today. Yeah, I'll be in New Zealand, but thanks for rubbing that in. Uh, no worries, man. So any anything <laughs> there that uh, that makes you go against your tip, mate? To me, the uh, the Crusaders dominate the line out. They dominate the back row battle. 
they dominate the back line. Maybe the only thing is I would say the Rebels have been solid enough in scrum time this year with all Ulysses and Ilof. And uh, the Crusaders are running out Brody McAllister, who's a little bit younger and less experienced. George Bauer's been good, but probably not the anchor that Joe Moody has in past seasons. And obviously Mikey Alato was pretty class. So maybe there's an opportunity there. Maybe they're just trying to scrum the game out. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I don't think there's really anything to say. This game is the big, for, biggest foregone conclusion. It's really just, as we said, uh, how many points will the Crusaders win by? And for me, it's really, I guess, how long can the Rebels hold on for, really? That's yeah. that's basically, we know the floodgates going to open towards the end. It's how quickly do they open. So yeah. looking, for, looking forward to w- watching some, um, some tries be scored in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All, right. All right, what do we got next? Let's push to the Blues and the Western Force. Mm. So this one is going to be in Auckland, and this is the game that I'm praying, praying is the upset of the century. <laughs> so the Blues obviously on top of the uh, the, the Tasman table at the moment by one extra bonus point. They've got three attacking bonus points from their four games so far to the Highlanders and Crusaders two. And they're also... I don't don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it's about 35, 38 points on points differential in front of the Crusaders as well. So for me, uh, I'm I'm just hoping the Western Force can do what they've done three times out of four and really stifle the attack of the the New Zealand teams and keep it close. Is it possible? Look, for mine, um, it's not possible. The Blues are winning this game at Eden Park. Uh, The hope, your hope to go to the Crusaders final next week uh, and I'm sure we, I think we talked about on the pod before about um, your, your sure thing of uh, making sure you're in New Zealand for a Crusaders uh, Super Rugby Trans-Tasman final. Um, also, I just didn't run that past your wife that that happened to be on when you guys are there. But, um, you know, that was her idea. That was her idea. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Sure it was. Yeah, it was nice. um, uh, but I think, look, I mean, the hope for the Crusaders is really that the Brumbies knock off the Highlanders. So, anyway, back, but back to this game. I don't think there's really any hope. Um the force for mine, look, in Super Rugby Trans-Tasman, a few games, they have been amazing. Round one, they should have won against the Czechs. I don't think there's anyone in Australia and New Zealand who would deny that. Uh, but last week, I think as they've now been over in New Zealand, um, I mean, who'd they play last week? Sorry, I forgot. They played the... They lost to the Crusaders 29-21. I actually genuinely thought they played really well. Yeah, all right. Well, look, I may have remembered the game slightly different to how you did. Um it was the week. It was the week before. Sorry, it was the Hurricanes. The yeah, first yeah. week over in New Zealand, uh, for, they lost forty-three to six, uh, and they looked like they'd lost everything. And I kind of may maybe this this uh, Crusaders Force game was one that I didn't watch a whole lot of. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm basing everything off the Hurricanes loss. So um, Harry, I'll throw to you on this game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like where you're running with this, mate. <laughs> That doesn't suit my narrative at all. Look, obviously, it's a pretty classy front row that the Blues have been able to bring in. They already had Eklund. You've got Lal Lala there, who's obviously been on rotation with Offer. I think he played last game as well with Offer having an injury and Alex Hodgman back into the starting side as well. So, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty... Horses for courses, mate. All three to have, isn't it? Yeah. They've got Carl Tui Unokwafe on the bench along with Marcel Renata as well. And then for the uh, the fourth, they got Madrano, Robertson, and Katu'u, which in their own right, I think have been very good. And it's not bad to have Andrew Reddy, Angus Wagner, and Greg Holmes on the bench. Obviously, not quite the same amount of class, but Holmes has been very good. And, and if he plays a low amount of minutes, I think he's good in the scrum. 
Angus Wagner, I stand by, is a good young prospect, but, you know, hopefully he doesn't spend too much time against Carl Tuyanukwafe. And uh, ready, as long as he doesn't have to throw a line out or, or be in a position where someone asks him to throw a punch, I think we're okay. Or just be involved. Look, I, I agree with you that uh, I'm a huge fan and have always been of Greg Holmes, uh, the the old the old dog. Uh, and I also think Wagner's up and coming, but... Um, to say that uh, there's not quite a lot lost between that and uh, the Blues coming off the bench, uh, there is. There is a lot for mine. Um, Carl Tuankawafe is uh, a absolutely insane loose head prop. Um, they put him back on the bench after they used all his energy up against Tupo last week. Props are the, you know, they're like batteries. You know what I mean? You can only expend so much and it takes a while to recharge him back up. Um, so he'll be coming off to just basically get the job done at the end of the game. Um, but, I mean, you just look at the rest of the back. You look at the rest of the four-pack for Mike, and that's really where we're, <laughs> where it plays out. I mean, we've got two Pilotu, had an incredible game last week. He's back. I like that they didn't rush him back. They didn't feel like they needed to rush him back um, from injury because they've got they've got some great lock stops. Gerard Kelly Tuioni's been fantastic. Young uh, Sam Derry's been impressing us. Um, Derry, yeah. Sam Derry, sorry. Uh, and... Yeah, Tui Pilato, he just he had an amazing. He, he's coming to form at the right time. He's just look, he's just put his hand up saying, oh, boys, just remember, I would like to be in the All Blacks, please. So, uh, you know, it's him, Whitelock, and uh, Scotty Barrett in the conversation there for sure. And they surprisingly uh, got Josh Goodhue back on the bench. You know, he had that ankle injury where we saw pictures of him with the uh, the boot on two weeks ago. And I thought he was gone for six weeks plus. He looked really uncomfortable, but one week out, and here he is. So, obviously, just putting it on for the cameras. They must have a um, a, a, rehab, a physio rehab centre, mate. Uh, kind of like uh, kind of like your yeah. one. There's a great, there's a great one of them in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney. Um, let's move on. Let's move sorry, on. I'll just I'll finish up the, the back row of the Blues. I mean, Tom Robertson, Hoskins Satutu, and Dalton Papali'i. Uh, look, yes, Fergus Lee Warner's great, and we've talked a lot about how we don't know why he's not in the Wallabies uh, conversation. Um, but I mean, Satutu against Ollie Callan. Dalton Papali against Kane Kateka, uh, you know, what we're looking at, I can't think of something to compare them to, but they're different classes. Like, it's too late. I can't think of anybody uh, good saying expressions or anything now. I mean, well, Harry, what do you think? Geez, there's a lot of faith in Ollie Cullen, isn't there? I know he scored a try last week. You got Stunder on the bench. Sure, you need that experience for as many minutes as possible, but I don't think it makes a difference. It's just the back row of the Blues is... Far, far superior, and I, I agree. I think they're just going to pick them apart a little bit, sadly. Pushing on to the back line, though, you've got uh, a big advantage for the Western Force in the 10 jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Jake McIntyre over at Terra Black. I would have granted it to you if Domingo Miotti was playing. but uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad, actually. I, don't, I, don't, I do agree, but Ian Pryor getting another start, so... Great, great for him, and obviously next year you're expecting that he's going to be getting a little bit more game time as well. But uh, but Philly Christie's been in exceptional form through Trans Tasman. So actually, we've we've always rated him as a player, but I think he's been even better than expected as well in this competition. So uh, he's going to be a tough man to contain. And then TJ Farney, Rico Yuane, without a day doubt, is their best centre pairing. You know, there's balance in that. Rico has been a little bit quiet, so you might want to see a little bit earlier ball, I think, to him in a bit more space because I just don't think he's been given the opportunity to, to run and maybe an ageing Kurandrani, even though he's not actually that old compared to the rest of his team. 
Rico's gas might just be a little bit too much for him to contain. So that kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah. I do think that Godwin's a bit of a poor man's TJ Farani. They actually play a pretty similar game. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, I mean, Godwin's had some good moments and some good games before. Well, he's good. I'm not saying he's bad. He's just a poor man's TJ Farani. He did make that. He made that great kick last week um, for Jordan Oluwafella's try to uh, deny the Crusaders the bonus point, which is huge. Um, yeah, love but, that. I mean, for mine, look, Richard Kahui, the old man, the silver fox, we've talked a lot about him. Uh, I've talked a lot about how he's got more pace than a lot of uh, surprising people that you wouldn't believe that he does in Australia. For example, the three times he's burnt Alex Newsom. Um, but he's up against Mark Talaya. Um, no problem. I don't think he's got more pace than Mark Talaya. And Mark Talaya, the man who we often refer to as being covered in spiders, I think this is it. This is the game. This is the week he's going he's gonna to light it up. No, I completely disagree. He, he did look a little bit better last week, but I, there was a moment there where he was second in from the right wing, had the ball in hand, two-on-one, all he had to do was pass to Bryce Heem. Mark Talaya goes, I'm not giving you this ball because if you score another try, I'm never getting my jersey back. Hogged the ball, got tackled, went to ground and bombed the try. So nice. I don't think he's confident right now. I don't Can think I just say I'd like to respect that decision and I wouldn't want to pass the Bryce Heem either, okay? I don't know why he's Bryce Heem. Great, mate. He's a great. And look, let's finish with Zahn Sullivan versus oh, yeah. Jake Strawn. Jake? He is, a, he is a great finisher, Zahn Sullivan. I agree. He's a fantastic player. Will Jordan 2.0, as I've called him. Yeah, Jake Strawn versus Zahn Sullivan. Did I say more, mate? Two young young players. I think Zahn Sullivan's got it in spades yep. over Strawn. So I'm a bit worried about that one. But right. in summary, I've I'm got four positions I'll... to the Blues and one to the uh, Western Force. Correct. I'll, I'll chuck out a tip first on this one. I think the Blues are going to win this game comfortably. Uh, I think they're going to win... <sighs> Just because of how well the Force did against the Crusaders last week and me totally forgetting that, I'm going to bring it, bring it down a little bit from what I was going to. But uh, I'm still going to say I reckon the Blues are going to win this by 15. Right. I think that's too big because I don't want them to get the bonus point and I don't see the Force scoring too many tries. So I'm going to say eight points because it suits my narrative. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Very good. No bias here. You're a politician in training. Suits my narrative. That's right. <laughs> All right, the last game of the week is the Waratahs versus the Chefs. Mm. So the Chiefs have had a bit of a tough time, in my opinion, for this competition compared to most. Mm. The Waratahs have had the toughest of times. Currently 0-11, I believe. Is that right? I think I think 0-11. We I, don't it, actually talk about the numbers here this in New South Wales. Without a doubt, a winless season for the Waratahs. Well, although, actually, to be fair... How many games did the Chiefs lose, Chiefs lose in a row? Before uh, they started winning games? Still seven. No, no, that was heaps. It was like 10. I'll, I'll look it up while you was, was, go was, to the Chiefs. Did they tie the longest streak, losing streak in, Super, in New Zealand? Yeah, oh, in New Zealand, mate. Yeah, true. It's probably about two games. <laughs> um, I'm going to look that up while you... Or do no, you I am, I am. You, you, you go through the Chiefs back for me. Uh, uh, listen, I won't tr- drag this on. I've been going on in too much detail, but... The Chiefs pack, uh, Takiaho, I'm assuming he's on the bench. Sorry, I can't see the bench, but um, Bradley Slater's in again. That's just part of the rotation. Uh, Takiaho, I think, is amazing. Should be starting every week. But, look, strong front row. The Chiefs, I say this week and week again, the Chiefs forward pack, and particularly their set piece, uh, is often underrated and surprises people. But their, their scrum is fire. Angus Tarbao is a hell of a scrummager. So, um, expect that to be good. Surprise selections here, but one that I love, uh, Zane Capelli starting at... 
at Locke, you knew Harry saw the I only just saw the name <laughs> literally just then. Um, I love Zay Capelli, the hitman, the Samoan hitman, plays for Samoa in the last World Cup. Uh, I don't care what position, if he gets on the field, that's fine with me. Uh, they're clearly running out of locks. Uh, the Chiefs, every season, they seem to be running out of at least one position. The last few years before that had been props. But, um, yeah, and that's a that's a hell of a strong back row, though. Peter Garcia, Luke Jacobson, and Lachlan Boshier. Uh, as Harry's, uh, to continue Harry's narrative, um, he wouldn't he couldn't find a way to fit Sam Kane, the All Blacks captain, back into that back row. Um, but you agree that, right? I don't. Uh, but it looked that if, if we're talking about how many players do the Chiefs have up over the Tars in this front, uh, it's all of them. Um, and uh-huh. for the Waratahs, the only exciting thing for mine is uh, Raboni Warren Voyasako. Definitely stuff that name up. Harry will correct it. But um, a player from the Southern Districts Rugby Club played over in Japan. He's pl- he played both centre and back row for the Sunwolves. Very exciting player. Only signed a few a few months ago. Um, Harry, how excited are you to see him? Oh man, I'm I'm very excited. I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest, last week with their um their, his introduction. I don't think he really got enough of an opportunity to come into the game. I thought he was pretty quiet. Um, he's a really good runner of the ball, and you know we, we've talked a lot off air about the fact that he they played him at uh, center for the Sunwolves, and they were even uh, they had him in Japan, obviously for the World Cup squad until they realised he wasn't eligible. Um, he, he's an exceptional player. He played 40 minutes in the shoot shield and he stood out as a class above. You know, it's his class is very obvious. He plays well above his weight and I think he's a really exciting prospect for the task to be able to bring back. And I think he's going to play an important role for them last year, next year in the uh, the back row with Hooper, Swinton and Will Harris. So I love that. You've already forgotten this year. Like last year. It's just- on. <laughs> That's it. I've already gone, yeah. uh, mate. Oh, the uh, the other one is two wins for the forward pack. So you know the uh, the, the Waratahs coaches were talking about the fact that there was no men left, but here they are with Tom Horton and Tetra Faulkner back. So don't get me wrong, not the most exciting uh, international players that there is, but uh, international quality, but still two very good players. I thought Horton was great last year, so I'm pretty happy for him to get the opportunity for a start at the moment. And You know, Robbie Abel didn't have an absolute cracker game last week, so I'm happy for him to come straight in. I, I spoke about it last week. Andrew Tuala, I, I really like. He plays all across the front row. Last week, he made a lot of carries. He made that big line break, just charging onto a short ball as well. I, I really like him as a player, and I hope he continues to uh to excel and i know that the tars love using their forwards as runners their front row as runners so i, I don't see faulkner as a big runner of the ball so i'm thinking maybe horton and Tawala to get a lot of carries look i do like horton uh, i think it might be a stretch to say horton and faulkner are international quality players but uh i said they're not <laughs> no, that's good just that's i'm glad we cleared that up um but uh yeah they certainly do use their forwards to run a lot of the ball uh as much as i like horton the running of the ball from Tuala and Horton is not going to be the running of the ball of Angus Bell and HJH. Uh, no, 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 no. Talked at length about them in previous weeks. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. For me, for my main concern about that is, yeah, just are they going to, be, are they going to hold up in the scrum? You know, I, mean, I see the Chiefs probably really pushing the scrum. They're going to get some penalties out of that. Uh, and they're going to be fishing for yellow cards out of that, for sure. Because um, that's a real simple way to put points on the board. We know that uh, we've talked week in, week again about Waratahs. They are a defense defense optional team. The uh, what do we call it? The uh, the spinning gate. What the what's that? Uh, 
that word that I can't think of now because it's too late. But um, just let you sweat. The uh, the turnstile, the turnstiles. There we go. The Waratahs are the turnstiles, and uh, yeah, imagine taking one more player off the field for the Tars. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of tries. So, um, yeah, why don't you take us through the back line, Terry? Yeah, I mean, the big out here is Jake Gordon, right? Like he he injured his MCL last week, and he's going to be gone most likely for the uh, for the whole French series or or for the the majority of the French series. Uh, Parecki as well came off with a calf injury, so that's that's trouble for them as well there. So there's there's some significant uh, injury losses for experience for the side. Will Harrison, I think, was good at 10 last week, and I'm happy for him just to continue to get opportunity there. The centre pairing, we've talked about enough for the Tars, has been very good, and Parisi's going to be big if they're going to get anywhere near the Chiefs in this game. Uh, he's just been a wrecking ball. James Ram back, I think he's five or six weeks since he dislocated his left shoulder, he's one of his shoulders, sorry. Um, obviously Maddox out this week as well. So it's not quite the same amount of class that you're bringing in. But Ram, if he gets some space, he's got a lot of talent. I, I do hope he gets some opportunity because I really want to see him uh, really reach his potential. He's a good kicker of the ball, makes good decisions, can run, can beat a man one-on-one. I'm just worried about his shoulder. Young man playing contact sport with a shoulder dislocation, the numbers are crazy high and the chance of him doing them again. So I would stay away for fantasy footy, put it that way. Well, it, I mean, it's all good if, uh, what, sorry, not if when he uh, re-injures his shoulder in this game, uh, oh, did I just put the mustard on him? Um, uh, Raboni, as we talked about, he'll just he'll just slot back to centre. We'll have Parisi out to the wing. All oh, good. All positions covered. We're, we're fine. Well, you still got Newsom on the field, though, mate. You didn't solve that problem. Yeah, true. Uh, maybe if only you could choose who went off for your yellow card. You know what I mean? It'd be an easy choice. For the <laughs> Can we just send actually uh, Newsom off? <laughs> that's why we've got him. Uh, no, I'm going to need a lassie at the uh, the back. It fullback as well. I think that's his best position. So hopefully he does less tackling first and foremost, although they're probably going to be important when he does. But yeah. also he will just get the opportunity to get the ball in a little bit more space. And hopefully, I think he's a bit more comfortable injecting, excuse me, injecting himself into the game there as well. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that. On the flip side, Gatland is uh, is at 10 with Trask at 15 again, given that D-Max missing a few games from that head-high tackle. So it'll be good to see them uh, build their combination. I was, again, impressed with Trask on the weekend. I thought he was very good. Quinta Pyre is probably the big, big in here. They've rested Anton Leonard Brown by putting him back to the bench. Tapia and Nankavel, I'm not sure that they're a skill set that is as complimentary as either one of those with Anton Leonard Brown, but it's hard to for anyone to do that when you say Anton Leonard Brown's arguably one of the best centers in the world. Last year, I thought the best center in the world, only to uh, to the ex Hurricanes center, obviously. Um, Sean Stevenson back as well. So uh, sorry, you guys, it's getting late. Wainui, Wainui back as well. Sean Stevenson shooter had a good game last week, but Wainui's just that rock as well. So. You know, you need that defensive prowess to contain someone like Alex Newsom. So that'll be a very good matchup for the Chiefs there. He's a stock standard, I know, isn't he? He's he's like a he's a New Zealand stock standard type of player. You know, in I don't know who's an example of a Australian Super Rugby stock standard player, uh, but why know he just like does everything well, can play multiple positions, reliable, um, exactly something the Chiefs need. I think so. Yeah, it should be good. I think. You, no one going to say he uh, we grab onto the high balls, which I think would be really good. And I agree, just having a bit more time to run the ball back will be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always just talk about the only thing he needs to not do 
is throw some stupid offloads and stupid passes because the Chiefs will score immediately off those. Um, so I'm sure he will be getting a stern talking to about that. But um, whether he does anything, it does it or not, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm excited with Tupaya as well. He's he was absolutely crushing it before he got injured earlier in the season. I think he was the top center uh, for quite a while. So. When you look across this team, the thing that strikes me is there are so many good runners of the ball in the yeah. forward pack and the back line. Dempsey, mm. Warren Vasayatho, Horton is a good running hooker. You've got Slater, you've got Capelli, you've got Suakula, Jacobson, Boshier. That's just the forward packs. There's already a few tries in that. Mm. Forgetti, Parisi, Tapia, Nankerville, Stevenson, Ram, no one going to do This is going to be a cricket score. Like, I know they're all cricket scores for the Tars at the moment, yeah. but, man, this is going to be big. This is going to be the most points in the whole weekend without a doubt. More than the Crusaders. Yeah, well, Crusaders are a one-team scoring. You know, this is two times. <laughs> Sorry, we've got two two times there. That's right. I like it. Very good. All right. Um, well, with that in mind, tipping on this one, give us your, give us your best cricket scores. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you it. Yeah, okay. Waratahs will score uh, 29 points and they'll lose still by 30 points. So what's that? 59 to 29. All right. Well, I don't think you've gone big enough because that's only a 90-point game. I reckon we're going to crack the 100 here um, combined. So, uh, look, I'm going to say, yeah, Tars, Tars will get in around the 35 mark and the Chiefs will round it out about 75 points. So, um, sorry, 65 points. Uh, I do maths good um, numbers, yeah. Right. Uh, but all right, that'll that'll do us and round out the main course. All right, guys. So we are with dessert. What you gonna do with that desserto? Sponsored by none other than Pilk Ice Cream. I've been promised we're getting more product, so I'm pushing it. So we can get some more product. I'm very excited Bye. about today's dessert because it's the first just random fun thing we've done. And look, David Carr, Greg over there and I, we have been a little bit left out tonight. So we've decided to do the uh, draft podcast invitational grand final draft. And it's a speed draft. So the other guys that uh, I don't know, waste their time with the top four in the uh, fantasy footy competition are currently <laughs> doing the back end of their semifinals. So we thought, why don't we just have a, uh, a podcast draft off and see who the real champ is? Because let's be honest, it's out of us too. So, Kagi, I know you're excited. We've got Nelson here so we can listen in just because we knew that he really wanted to hear us talk ourselves up as the drafting champions. Uh, Look, I've, got- I've, I've got a tip for you both, and I'm, I know you're both going to be going for it, but it's what I did tonight in picking my team. It is pretty much pick anyone wearing a Crusaders jersey from 1 to 15 because they're versing the worst team ever to walk out on the field in Super Rugby, ever. I think we're all thinking the same thing. I think, I think we might yeah. have that covered. Nelson, look, thank you for your insight. We know you're uh, having no. part, participating in your uh, finals this year, and congratulations. But, uh, look, this is, this is the real deal. This is the invitational grand final. We've only selected the cream of the crop here. Mm-hmm. Two of the th- uh, three champions available from the last five years of the OG League Grand Finals in this, uh, in this Invitational Final. Nelson, just to be clear, you're not one of them. Uh, it's Harry and I are two of the three. But um, it's gonna, it, this is big. This is what the people have been waiting for. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much knowledge here. But, look, we, what sure. we're going to do a little bit different here is you can see on the screen for those on YouTube that we've got the lineups of the, uh, the 10 teams. I was going to say eight, the 10 teams that are up there. 
and we also have a stop clock. So we'll it's work. It's a chess out. clock. A chess clock. Yeah, but it's it's not chess, mate. Come on. Maybe the way you draft. I'm all. No. So well, anyway, I, I'm, I'm thinking moves ahead clock. of you. It's true. We've got five <laughs> minutes on the clock. We must have picked our full squad of seventeen each by the time our fifteen our five minutes is up. That means that we get kind of fifteen to twenty seconds per pick. So wow. The timer will be on. And, uh, and to, to, comp- to compare that to Nelson, how long did you have per pick in your uh, draft that you did this up? Your semi-final draft that you did this afternoon? We, we just winged it, but I'd say it'd be roughly four minutes. <laughs> four, four minutes a pick, yeah. So slightly less time, fifteen seconds. This is to any of those uh, fantasy managers out there. Look, this is this is real pressure, but it's the type of thing only some um, ex-final ex-champions in would be able to do an invitational type of event. So uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't you, recommend this as a as a novice. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Please, please, before you do this, my question is how many Aussies do you both predict will be selected in this process? Very few. Uh five. That's a yeah. Harry will Dougie? have more. Harry will have more. Five, four. Dougie, what okay. are you thinking? From both of us? No total. Yeah. Uh in total. Four. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm the same. Yeah. All I, right. think, I think it's good. All right. All right, let's do this. So, Kagi, we'll, we'll put in uh, our own picks here. I'll keep control of the clock. I'll be the left-hand side. You'll be the right-hand side, but I'll quick it for you and, and I. Um, I and also, Harry, to give you the layup here as well, Harry is going first as Harry did finish above me on the table in the OG League draft. Harry coming in at fifth and yours truly coming in at sixth. I know we still can't believe it either, so uh, fair enough. You can pass on your condolences to us. But um, Harry, please, yeah, take it away. You get first pick, the all-important first pick in this one-on-one draft. I'll just get you to highlight the uh, the players that we knock out there, mate, as we go as well, right, just so it's pretty easy to see on the board all who's, right. uh, who's available and who's not. Yep, let's do it. All right, are we ready? Yeah. I think this is my first I, pick, mate. I, I'm going to go for none other than Richie Moonga. Surprise, surprise. Richie Mo, done. All right. Uh, I'm going to back that straight in with something you probably didn't expect. I'm going to go with Safa Moore. Oh, nice. wow. That's good, mate. Huge. That's good. I like that. That is huge, mate. I'm I gonna, think he's going big, mate. I know how he's doing. With Nane La Mape. Oh, surprise me. I that. love that because I'm going to go straight into a Will Jordan to back that. That, that is what I was expecting. The time did get to me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to go Lester Fangarinuki, mate. I just can't go past him considering how good he against, has been. Harry, against Lamani, 50% tackle was set. So oh, mate, we know. Don't, we're, we're on a tight clock here, though, Nelson. We're trying to get ahead. All right, let's well, go, let's go. I'm going to back that straight up with a Sevu Reese. Uh, just like to complete my t- uh, Chris Avers outside backs. Jesus. All right, no problem. In that case, I'm going to go for... Harry Wilson, I think, is probably yeah, my, my next one. Uh, fantastic. I'm going to back up with a um, – uh, look, I'm not going to say I listen to Nelson. I was always doing this, but Brad Nenor is going into my team. Uh, nice. He's another crusader in case you were not aware. <laughs> I might go, mate. I, I actually think Ethan Blackadder is going to have a blinder this week, so I'm going to get him. He, look, might have been my next pick. He might have thrown me a little bit here on that one. Um, killing this, by the way. I'm going to pick up Tate McDermott uh, just because I yeah, can't have anything better, and I knew that Harry would really want him. So, yeah, he, he was absolutely my my next pick, without a doubt. Fantastic. Oh no, I'm panicking. Okay, I'm going to get Jonah Narecki, please. Jonah Narecki, please. Uh, when you say please, that sounds like we can say no. I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> fantastic. All right, I'm not sure if I've hi- uh, highlighted everyone that's been picked, but um, come on, mate. We need you here. 
Go. Uh, Tupo, when in doubt, just go to my my fave. Yeah. That, that might have been a little early on that one, but um, look, happy to. It was a lot early on that one, I can guarantee. Uh, look, I'm going to go another outside back. The big question is just who, 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 who? Jesus, I'm panicking. I'm going to go Filippo Dungunu. Filippo Dungunu. Very nice. Um, all right, I will highlight that bad boy out. Oh, you've read, oh, you're on it for me. Very good. All right, well, I might pick up a bloke that, um, look, I think he's pretty good. Um, I'm going to pick up Artie Sevea. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> going to be my next pick. Yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, all right, Crusaders. Who are the Crusaders playing? How many of them can I pick? I might get David Avili. Why not? I freaking love David Avili. All right, well, I wanted to no, take one of your boys in in uh, return for that. I'm going to take Luke Jacobson. Nice. Big one coming. That's huge, mate. And I'm I thought glad. he might also be one of your next picks looking up there. Oh, I know. You just you just picked my next guy for me, didn't you? I'm going to take Bo Cher. Boom. How good. Um, all right, who else is in? Well, I'm going to go with a bloke we were just talking up. Uh, oh, geez, this is a tough one, isn't it? No, I went in doubt with that. Okay, I'm still not sold on that. Don't have that much time. I'm going to go with a Geordie Barrett. Just going to lock that bad boy in. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Um, and I need some locks. And I just feel like Lucan Salakaya Loto, he just seems Good. to be like the... Uh, what, who we got? The obvious, the obvious choice. Wow. How's, how's the name there? They've got him down as Lucan Tui. These are the I, I stole their shit uh-huh. from finals. Oh, this was no, look, you can you can blame it. This is from New Bum. This is from Alex yeah, New Bum. How insensitive. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna to follow that up with a Patrick Tui Pelotto. I am gonna follow you in the lock department. So yeah, done. Yeah, the big man over his 86 fantasy 86 point week last week. We do seem to be just pushing up the <laughs> 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 Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take. Uh, no, I'm panicking. Uh, I feel like Whitelock has been amazing, and he's also playing the Rebels, so he's good for a couple of tries this week. Good, not bad. Yeah, he has been pretty good. Um, uh, there's not really any other locks. Like, what do I need on the back of rower? Uh, I might pick up. Uh, is Fergusley Warner a lock or a back rower? He's a lock, mate. In how we're doing this. Yeah, lock. All right, I'm going to pick up Fergusley Warner, take him. Oh. I say that just because Harry's put in uh, David Abili as a centre, but I'll allow Harry, him. Harry, there's, there's someone similar, Harry. I know, I know, mate. Settle down, would you? Um, I'm going to take a... That was a little bit of a panic one for mine, but... Um... Yeah, man, I feel you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Work right. Work right. I'm actually going to – Nelson gave away what I was going to do. I was going to do it later because I realised I missed it before. I'm going to go Kazuki Himeno. I'm going to pick up my reserve forward now. Fantastic. Well, I just realised that uh, who my, my third back rower is, and I can't believe it's still available. Hoskins at 2-2. Get in there, oh, son. Oh, wow. Oof. How is he still there? Oh, <laughs> so unfair, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I need, a, I need some front rowers bad here. Is there any good ones? <laughs> no, there's not, Harry. Move on. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to take my boy, Curdy Eklund. Love oh, you, got to, you don't, look, you don't feel great about that, do you? I, mean, I love him. Um, yeah, sure, mate. Uh, all right, well, since you've already picked a center, this is my real tough, my, my tough one. It's Quinn Tapia or Rico Iwani for mine. Uh, mm-hmm. Who we got? Blues playing. Sure, mate. I, I want Quinn Tapia. Who are the Blues playing? Uh, they're playing the Western Force. 
It's okay. Stable Stellar right. Perry. Quinter Pyre, he's in. Done. Nice, mate. I'm going to go Mikey Ala Alatoa. Yeah, nice. that's good. Over Bauer, Harry. Will Harrison for mine. Over Bauer. He's fantasy prop, mate. Xavier to me has been good, hasn't he? <clears throat> A couple of matches, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I might go him or DeGroote, Ross. No. Uh, has Alan been? DeGroote's overrated, mate. Nels Alan Ala Alatoa, any good? Yeah. No, he's been average. He's been All better right. than Mikey. Well, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Xavier and the mayor. Cool. I'll take Alan Alatoa. Yeah, good. I'm glad I suckered you into that one, you idiot. <laughs> uh, so, right, that just leaves me a scrum half and a reserve back. So who do I want, Aaron Smith or Finlay Christie, I feel like are the two options. Uh, who are they playing? The Blues versus the Western Force or the Highlanders versus the Reds? The week. A weak Western force with their nine ten choices as well, and and a winger, and fullback. Quite a weak force team. Yeah, look, Finlay Christie. I should have picked him. He would have got me into finals, so I'm going to pick him now. Make sure I win the important one. I did the same decision between those two. Very good. I'm going to pick <clears throat> Josh Uwani. Is he a fly half? Can I play him at fly half if I pick him? He is. Uh, yeah. He is. yeah. Right, I'm going to pick Josh Uwani and then decide whether I might even play him above Will Harrison. We'll see. Wow. Look, I think Harry's actually picked Havili, as as Kagi said. That's a fullback, mate. I said he picked him as a centre. I said, do I allow it or not? Sure, but he is, mate. He is. He's an outside back. Oh, yeah, that's a massive. Twenty twenty one. So there Who you go. Who you pick as your other centre? Quinn Tapia. Well, I guess I'm going Tapia. Then. <laughs> yeah, I guess Damn you are. It. Damn it! Oh no, it's <laughs> tough. All right, and that leaves me with my final pick to round out the draft. Uh, what do I need? Let's just pick Rob Valentini because I want him on my team sheet. Boom, done. Nice. Yeah, good right. boys. If only it was always that easy. Oh, mate, can I just say I love my team? How much fun was that? <laughs> can we always Wait, draft but... like that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna sack Sam Whitelock, by the way, and I'm putting Kazuki Himeno in. I'm starting him for sure. All right, let's do a quick count of how many Aussies did we end up with. And I think, you know what? After all of my chat, more. have I ended up with more Aussies than you just because I picked up Valentini at the end there? I've got one, two, three. Oh, well, there you go, boy. Seven, is it? I've got six. <laughs> wow. All right. Looks like I win. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but, uh, yeah, you got me. You got me I on that we didn't. we didn't pick a single Brumbies player. No, I'm sorry. I did. I picked up Alan Alatoa. There you go. Oh, come on, mate. So come I, on. I picked one. There he is. And Parisi didn't get a run either. Look, the other thing that we've kind of skipped over here is that you were the slower drafter, mate. You always give me crap every single week. One fourteen yeah. to 49 left on the clock. I That's great. I think we can both agree uh, that, uh, Harry, I barely give you uh, any crap. It's compared to Nelson in the initial draft. Nelson is unanimously... The slowest initial drafter of all time. Kagi, uh, you know what proves that? I have, I have no doubt if we did this, if, if Nelson was involved in this invitational, he would have to be a grand final winner for the last five years to be invited, but, but he is not. Um, maybe next year, we'll yeah. see. I mean, he's, he's got maybe. a final coming up, yes, but uh, he would be the slower of the drafters. So, Harry, look, I'll give you the credit. I must say, I wasn't watching the timer, so I don't know if you just let mine keep going. Um, I'll just have to trust, take your word on it. You can just watch um, the video, mate. But that well, that's a very good point. Where can people watch, where can people watch these videos, Harry? Mate, on YouTube. If they've gotten this far and they don't know where to watch the videos, I'll be I'll be shocked. But you can see us on YouTube. That's, if you search draft rugby. That's true. If this you, 
Thank you for listening to an hour of us without <laughs> knowing where we were and who we were. So I appreciate that. That's it. a really good point. I feel like this podcast, particularly as opposed to most in the past, uh, we've particularly been using visual resources uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and very focused on that. So uh, if you haven't, give us a go on YouTube. Yeah, I know a lot of people like listening to the pod in the car and things like that, but um, you go check us out. Give us a subscribe, like, or whatever everyone does over there. Um, just help help us grow it. Yeah, Boys, this, this, it, is a, this is very t- tough to pick between those two sides. I'm not going to lie. It's I think both of you would sides. definitely beat uh, NSYNC's team. So. Can I say quietly, I'm a little bit more excited to watch the footy again this weekend now. Just, just like, <laughs> even though it means nothing, just you know, there's just a little bit of pride on the line. There's always a bit of pride. It's coming. I, I completely disagree, Matt. It means a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's coming Kagi, you, next week. Uh, yeah, look, Kagi hasn't Kagi hasn't won a, uh, a a pod battle draft, so this is his last chance. Yeah, or, or right. you. Nelson is driving home currently, uh, joining us on the pod, and I'm a little right, disappointed I'm- that we did get him to join the pod. Uh, just <laughs> I thought we were going to uh, be able to avoid this for another week, but uh, it is true. <laughs> I I have not won. I've, I've, the, I've the spoon of the the podcast is. Uh, you are. This, you are. It's it's rather embarrassing, but no, Harry, I'm I'm looking forward to um, next week. Uh, obviously, Nel- we'll talk about how Nelson went in his semi-finals uh, for the OG League, but. We'll also get to talk about how we went in our invitational grand final. Yeah. I like it, boys. Hey, Roo. See you next week. Thank you. Catch ya.